Hanoi Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. everybody. This is Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd, and we've got such a great show today. We're going to be talking with J.M. DeBoard. He is a dream interpretation specialist. He's a dream expert. He's got a couple books out there, uh, Dreams 1, 2, 3, Remember, Interpret, and Live Your Dreams, and oh, the Dream Encyclopedia, which is so much fun, the Dream interpretation dictionary i gotta get that right and in case there's some apocalyptic noise uh jm is actually doing the show with us in between uh davis monthan air force base and fort huachuca so if we get some flyovers we'll just pause and wait till they finish what they're doing and go on with the show uh jm welcome to the show Thank you, Sam. I, I appreciate it. And yeah, every once in a while, you'll get a, a helicopter fly overhead and it gets pretty uh, loud, but we'll roll with it. And uh, I think it goes well with the theme of the show. So it should be something that all the military moms out there know very well, which is the sound of heavy military equipment. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm in the flight line for Edwards Air Force Base. So uh, we get the screaming jets and we get this big, like a C-130, big, big, heavy monster. Um, and it goes, like, you know, and if you're not used to it, like when we have guests, they're like, oh, my God, they always think it's an earthquake, especially if they're not from California. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, it does make the ground rumble when those uh, big transports fly overhead. So, you know, um, I guess the uh, the two go hand in hand. It does. It does. What do you have up by you, Rob? What base is near you? A Pease Air Force Base is over on the seacoast, and they're just far enough away that we're not getting that, uh, that landing or taking off. Um, I'm about three-quarters of an hour from them, but we certainly do see the traffic a lot. And you know when something's going off, uh, especially when someone is heading back to Kittery, uh, Maine, if you know what I mean, um, they do uh, have a lot of escorts that head up that way. Well, that's a National Guard base, isn't it? It's yeah, Air it Force is. and National yes. Guard, the Air National yeah. Guard. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's um, changed its uh, structure an awful lot in the last few years, but um, but there's still an awful lot of flights in and out of there. So that's that's our biggest area. Cool. Well, well, welcome you guys to the show. We're going to talk about dreams today. We're going to talk about sleep, and um, one of the things that I think is interesting is the dreams that we have, and you know. Um, J.M., why do we dream a lot sometimes and then sometimes not dream at all, or is that just what we remember? It's just what you remember. Dreaming is a natural function, and it has to occur nightly because there are processes of rejuvenation and digestion of memory and emotion that occur only while dreaming. So if you don't dream, then you very quickly start to break down. Now, for most people, the equation really comes down to whether they can remember their dreams. And Sandra and Robin, if you don't remember your dreams very well, then you are in a big boat because studies show that most people do not remember their dreams very well. Some people remember them very, very well and on a nightly basis. The difference often comes down to if you have the time to devote to trying to remember those dream memories they are elusive. And if you wake up and start thinking about something, anything other than your dream memories, you are going to be creating new memories. And because dream memory is in a special type of short-term memory that is rather fragile, you can very easily crowd out those memories. Most people hit the ground running in the morning, or at least their brain starts up. They start thinking about things other than their dreams. And very quickly, those memories are inaccessible. I wouldn't say lost, but that's not true because they just get buried down under layers of new memory. Most people, yeah, you know, they'll remember a dream once in a while. You know, let's say, you know, once or twice a month, they'll wake up from a dream and go, wow, you know, because it was especially vivid. And oftentimes the most vivid dreams are also the most emotional and 
those are the dreams that tend to be the most memorable too because what stands out to you from the dream state is the emotions that they trigger which of course is one of the functions of dreams they are known to help us to process vent and digest our emotions Hmm. um you know rob before we we go further with jm debord i want to thank our sponsor today which is sleep Mm -hmm. number and i want to extra thank them and honor them because this is their fourth year partnering with military mom talk radio and we're just really proud of our partnership with them and If you've ever considered a sleep number bed but thought you couldn't afford it, um, we invite you to think about could you really afford a restless night's sleep? Isn't it true? There And right now, there has never been a better time to save on a proven quality sleep. Now, during the Memorial Day sale, a Queen 360 smart bed starts at only $999. That's awesome. Now, Rob, one of the things that I really like about sleep number beds is they let you choose your ideal firmness on each Mm. side. So couples disagree on mattress firmness. And I'm just going to go, I know this is in the middle of our, our, you know, um, sleep number part, but JM, are you and your wife, do you guys have the same sleep habits? Do you like to sleep the same? No, we don't. And in fact, um, she uh, likes a little more cushion. uh, So with a pillow top. I like something that's a little firmer. And also, the um, we have different times that we sleep because she's a teacher. She gets up very early in the morning. And I'm an author, and I don't like getting up very early in the morning. So, um, <laughs> I, uh, plus, I focus on my dream life a lot, and sure. I like to have time in the morning for that. So having um, something like a sleep number bed for us is an ideal situation. Um, we also keep a guest bed because, you know, every once in a while, you know, we, we, we need to uh, be able to sleep in our own spaces. I find that sleep is critical and we are experiencing right now a crisis of sleep deprivation in our society. And I think that in part that what could be a solution for it would be better uh, environment to sleep in. Not only the room that you're in, but also what you're laying on, which for most people is a bed. How many people out there have probably fallen asleep on the couch, you know, mm-hmm. and you wake up in the morning and you're achy and you don't feel like you've rested enough and it's because you're not sleeping well. That's one of the unique things. The Sleep Number 360 smart beds are so smart. They sense your every move and automatically adjust to you, keeping your sleeping comfortably comfortably throughout the night it's they're they're amazing how they do it i don't know how they do it but they do it well you and steve went in and laid on them together didn't you we did and that was what was such an eye-opener for us is that we realized after 40 years we had been sleeping on a single mattress and realized no wonder he has some nights that were bad and sometimes there were nights that i was bad uh we were trying to adapt to something that wasn't right for our particular bodies and the the little tests that they give you on the sample bed they show you how to zone in on your exact comfort comfort mode um, with their their number analysis and it was wonderful we were able to really realize where our optimum comfort was well, and Sleep Number has been ranked highest in customer satisfaction with Masterses by J.D. Power. So for the 2018 award information, go to jdpower.com. And please come in during the Memorial Day sale and save $1,000 on a new Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed for temperature balancing comfort at an exceptional value. Now, you'll only find Sleep Number at any one of the 575 Sleep Number stores nationwide. To find the nearest one, you can go to sleepnumber.com slash military mom. That's sleepnumber.com slash military mom. So come in for the Memorial Day sale and save $1,000 on the new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed for temperature, balance, comfort, at an exceptional value. So it's such a great sponsor to have because we're talking about dreams. We're talking about sleeping. Mm. JM, when you have really weird dreams, like, you know, I love to give you my dream and I'm going to give you one of my dreams that I had. I purposely, um, you know, try to write them down based on all the different shows we've done together. 
And recently I was trying to figure out what to do with my career because I have these career things about every five years I have to review and change and adjust and grow. And so that was top of mind. And I was able to, I think, figure out some of what my dream meant, but I'm going to roll it by you. So I had a dream and I was trying to figure out something and a seal kept popping its head up and it would smile at me and I'd go like, hi, little seal, you know, like, you know, like we were going to talk and then he'd zip underwater and go away. And he did that like three or four times. And, um, I woke up thinking, oh my gosh, what does a seal have to do with me figuring out what I'm going to do with the next five years of my life? So I'm going to throw it over to you. Sandra, you're about to go into SEAL training, and you're going to become a Navy SEAL. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, you might actually run across like sometimes when you look in dream dictionaries, they try to be very definitive about what a symbol would mean. You know, and so I would begin actually with the wordplay of SEAL. Now, I you just consider this as a possibility, such as SEAL of approval or seal the deal. Something like that could be what is behind that symbol. Now, there's another thing to consider is, is that the dream could just choose the seal because A, it's a friendly animal. I've, very, I've never seen a seal that was like depressed or sad, okay? So <laughs> seals tend to be friendly, upbeat creatures. Um, and also because they live in the water. And the water line in a dream can mean that it is the awareness, it's like the awareness line. There are things that are below the surface. If we use that phrase, if you say, oh, you know, it's just below the surface, mm-hmm. what it means in the context of your awareness is, is that it's, it, you know that the information there, like a word on the tip of your tongue, but you can't quite get it to pop up fully. So what you could be doing in the dream is seeing that you have this answer that you were looking for. You asked it when you went to bed. So it's very likely that your dreams are going to respond. You have a two-way relationship with your dreams. You can request you know, answers to questions. You can request for dreams to give you perspective and wisdom. Um, you can, and then they will respond to you. So it's a two-way street. So it's very likely that the dream is responding to what you requested and that the answer is somehow in that seal. Now, further than that, I can't really take you without more details. You said the, dream, the seal is popping up out of the water and then it's kind of responding to you, interacting with you, and then it goes back under the water. Is that, uh, is that fair to say? Yeah, and I would watch him dive down really deep. And he was friendly. Ooh. Like I wanted to give him a hug. He was so cute. Well, you know, you could, there's another idea present there, which is dive deep. Dreams love to use metaphors and our metaphors are often found in our figures of speech. And one of the things I do when I uh, dig into a dream is I look for these ways that metaphors are enacted or could be enacted in the content, in the details of the dream. So you see the seal dive underneath the water and dive down deep. And so you could start with that and go, well, what are metaphors and figures of speech, you know, related to when, when you see, you know, what could that mean? What could the dream be enacting there? How about the figure of speech re- reach deep within yourself? Ooh. That could be one of the answers. But here's another thing, Sandra. I, you know, I'm a moderator at reddit.com at the Reddit Dreams Forum. And so for many years, I have had people coming in and sharing their dream experiences with me. There was a woman who worked in public relations. It was a family uh, firm, and she was on the fast track to getting into the executive offices. It was a large PR firm. And she said, you know, she went to college, she got her communications degree. And uh, so she gets out of college, she goes to work for the family business, she rises up through the ranks. She said she got into her late 20s, and she found that public relations wasn't really what she wanted to do. While this is going on, she's having these dreams night after night about being in the ocean and seeing rays, like manta rays and stingrays, and they're all around her. And she related to that feeling. She said that she felt at home in the ocean. Now, that could be symbolism for something, or every once in a while, dreams will speak rather literally to you. 
And what she found is this, that she wanted to work in the ocean specifically with rays. She ended up going back to school, getting her degree in uh, uh, like, so, like some kind of biology. Uh, I can't think of the term right now, but there's a special field of biology for working with, you know, aquatic creatures. And she got that degree and she switched careers. And she said when she shared her experience at Reddit, she said that it was the best decision that she ever made for herself. And she was glad she listened to the dream because she could have spent the rest of her life working in public relations. She would have made a lot of money. It would have been a good career, but it wouldn't have been as fulfilling to her and that she really belonged in the ocean. And that's what her dreams were showing her. But they did it night after night, repeating the message. That was what was really key to understanding the dream is, is that it wasn't just one time or two times. It was night after night, and it became very apparent to her, and she felt in her gut that there was a very important message for her in that dream imagery. So, yes, dreams can help you decide on a wow. career or a change of career. So rather than imagination, the dreams are probably our subconscious that we are really needing to listen to, that inner voice for deciding on something that's right for us? Particularly with recurring dreams. Mm. Now, they are, imagine, they are, your dreams are rendered through the imagination centers of your brain. If you look at the brain while dreaming and you look at the brain while using uh, the imagination, you see these various centers and areas of the brain light up and they are the same. So your dreams and your imagination are using the same areas of the brain in the same ways. Okay. But so it's not, and, and I know what you might need more of imagination is like maybe more like fantasy, but mm -hmm. I wanted to use the opportunity to bring this up. This is that there are times that you can have fantastic experiences in your dreams and there may not be so much a message or something deep, you know, to interpret out of it. It's really that the dream is giving you an experience. When you, you, if you have a dream, you are having an experience. And if you look at the way that dream is said in other languages, they often use words that are associated with the experience of a dream. You don't just have a dream, you experience it. And so you can say, for example, have an experience that you've always wanted to have. You know, like uh, if you've always wanted to skydive, for some reason you haven't done it yet then you have a dream about jumping out of a plane, you know, and you have that feeling, that fully realistic virtual reality dream world where you actually experience skydiving. It could be something that prompts you to go and do it for real, or you might step back and go, I had the experience. I dreamt about it. It was fully realistic. I don't need to necessarily strap on a parachute and go jump out of a plane, mm. which I realized some people would, uh, you know, but that it's important to know that your dreams are responding to you. They're coming from a side of your mind that is connected in with a larger frame of reference, a larger database of knowledge. Um, it's, in fact, the part of the mind that creates dreams, if you believe what Carl Jung said about it, is it is called the collective unconscious or the unconscious mind. And it, it, its origins go all the way back to the beginning of our species and beyond, and it has access to all of that information. So when you are sitting here in your life from your little frame of reference and you access your dreams, you're actually accessing a much, much larger frame of reference. And it goes all the way, like all of the experiences that every human has ever had, all of that experience is distilled down, the wisdom, the knowledge the intuition that comes with that very large frame of reference is all available to you nightly in your dreams and you can ask for help anytime. The dreams will gladly respond to you. They're waiting for you to do it. That, it's available. Why most people ignore their dreams, it's just to me, is, is just incomprehensible. You know, if you, uh, if somebody came to you who was an expert at something and they said, Hey, I'll be glad to give you a hand. And you're like, eh, no, I'd rather do it myself. You know, like, why would you do that? You know, it's like you have the best coach, like life coach. People pay a fortune sometimes to go see life coaches because they can give you perspective on your life. Well, you have a life coach. The best one in the entire world is available to you nightly in your dreams. Mm. So. Sandra, did you get anything um, that helps you to maybe uh, 
understand how the dream responded to you? Well, I think it, it did. You know, um, I think because, you know, part of when you were talking about the dig deep or dive deep thing, you know, there's part of me that's kind of lazy that goes, well, you know, I could just keep doing what I'm doing and have the same results and make the same money. And, um, you know, I have some contracts that are like wavering, you know, like I have to get those nailed down. So like that was like more the seal of the deal. And um, the water line to me represented kind of my homeostatic condition in my business. Like if I could just keep things the way they are, but then, you know, like if I were to dive deep, maybe there'd be other opportunities for me. And I thought it was interesting that there were three seals, three heads that popped up and there's three different things that I'm really considering. So um, it was pretty, it was prosaic. I mean, when you, when you, um, when you deconstruct it. And you know, Sandra, here's something that is very empowering for people. And it actually kind of comes as a surprise when I tell them this, I give these talks about dreams in places all over. And, um, I will go in front of an audience and I'll say, why do you already know what your dreams mean? When you have the dream and afterward, you already know what the dream means. Even if you don't know that you know what it means, you do. And there's a simple fact about dreams that will tell you why you know what your dreams mean. It's because you create them. Mm. You create your own dreams. Now, it is coming from that other side of the mind that I referred to, the unconscious mind. It is still your mind, though. You know, part of the unconscious, the unconscious is like a collective mind. When you put it all together, there is one mind that we all share. And it's through this collective, this, this unconscious mind. Part of it, though, is very personal and reserved just for you. And so when you have a dream, it is coming from first through that personal part of the unconscious. And it can also connect in with the collective part of the unconscious. It is available to you anytime. And it is talking to you all the time. And you, and it's your mind. So you are creating your own dreams. Therefore, you already know what they mean. So oftentimes, all you need to do is just sit and play with the dream. I describe dream interpretation as a process of remembering what you already know. And when you remember something you already know, it's easier than figuring out something that you don't already know. So. Sandra, when you had that dream, you already knew what the message was. And yeah. as we deconstruct the dream and we play with the wording and we notice, you just make observations about it. Look at the story. How does it make you feel? You know, what, could, what kind of word plays could be going on here? What kind of metaphors could be enacted? This is the process of dream interpretation. And it's actually much easier um, than most people know when they understand it in these kinds of terms that you don't need to sit on Dr. Freud's couch and be analyzed about your childhood and your relationship with your father and your siblings. And, you know, the fact that you, you know, didn't get as much candy on Halloween as your older sister and you'll forever be traumatized by this. You know, I just use that as a funny example, but you know, it, because there's this impression that dream analysis has to be very deep and psychological. And while it can be at times, the sort of daily process of working with your dreams is a lot like just kind of like writing in a diary. Get the words on a page and allow yourself to step back and reflect on it. And suddenly you start making these insights and you start realizing where different feelings and thoughts are coming from. That's what you're doing really when you interpret a dream. And Sandra, as you know, from someone who's been doing this for years, that's with five or 10 or 15 minutes first thing in the morning to work with your dreams, then you can often get all kinds of great insight and answers out of them. It is, it is. And, you know, I have a question um, about helping you dream more. I was reading this thing about mm. these Andara crystals and, um, you know, they're supposed to kind of kick up your dreaming. Do you, what do you think about stuff like that? I mean, you know, like when I take Vicodin, cause I've had, you know, tooth work done, I have like crazy dreams. I mean, I don't want to take Vicodin every day to have a better dream, yeah. but um, <laughs> I did read about these Andara crystals that were supposedly help us have more dreams. Um, I have uh, tried a few things myself and I, first I want to say that 
I, I'm careful with these things because it's very easy for people to make claims because they want to sell something. They want to sell a product. And I actually have next to my bed, um, I do have uh, a, a special kind of, it's called Moldavite. Um, it's a, um, a meteorite that came from outer space and smashed into a, a field in um, uh, the Czech Republic. And it scattered these pieces of green rock everywhere. I had a friend of mine who was already deep into his dream life who started having um, a very unusual experiences in his dreams. Uh, he apparently was disconnecting from his body and able to travel around his house and see the things that were going on in waking reality, but he was in a dream state. So I'm like, Ooh, that sounds interesting. I got to try that. So <laughs> I, uh, I went ahead and picked up the Moldavite and I don't know if my dream life has changed because of it, but I have, been, I've been getting deeper and deeper into dream life and able to become more conscious and aware of what I'm doing while I'm asleep. Like I'm able to respond a little more. The dream creates this story structure for you. It's like a choose your own adventure, except for most people, they have no awareness of the fact that they are a participant, an actor in a story. The more that you can become focused and aware while you're awake and also while you're asleep, the more that you can control or at least better respond to what's happening in your dreams. The only thing that I have found effectively through medical studies of dreaming that is said to enhance your dream recall and enhance the vividness of your dreams is vitamin B6. And there is very well-documented medical evidence, uh, research that has gone into this as a tool for enhancing your dream life. It's basically B6 is a cognitive supplement for helping your memory and you're better you're remembering your dreams better because you're improving your overall memory by using the vitamin B6. Um, I've seen a lot of other things. There was a product called Dream Leaf that was on the market that had all these things like valorian roots and um, uh, things. It was like a mixture of herbs and supplements that was that were supposed to enhance dream life. Um, I've had people who tried it and said that it was effective for them. I've had other people who've tried it who said they didn't notice any difference at all. And so um, the crystals, you know what I would say, is have a, a more of a reason if you want to try it out. Like if you want to enhance your dream life and you think that this might help, we all know that there's a placebo effect. Sometimes just by having something in your sleep and you know in your environment that's supposed to help you and if you believe it then it might deliver that help i don't know if this moldavite is more than just a pretty green rock that came from outer space you know um but it's what i believe about it that it is that's the most important and what we believe to be true becomes true in our reality so sandra have fun with the crystals and let me know if it really helps you. Well, yeah, I didn't order them yet. I'm just, I'm just thinking I might get a couple to see what happens. Well, well I suppose yeah. too. Yeah. I suppose too. It depends on what you're wanting to believe in as opposed to whether it truly is making a difference. It might be your desire for that, which sets you up for that better uh, better re remembering. I, I wanted to bring uh, the conversation to a little bit of a turn. What about the dreams you want to forget that if you are troubled uh, or the dreams that are troubling to the point where it disrupts your sleep and you're not getting a good night's sleep? Um, for example, my husband is a combat veteran, uh, has horrible nightmares violent nightmares to the point where sometimes he's thrashing by the time I yeah. wake him up oftentimes he doesn't remember what the fight was about it's it's not a vulnerable action many times he is the uh, fighter as opposed to the victim but those nightmares are definitely ones that he does not want to remember nor does he want to relive and it's troublesome sometimes I'm glad you brought this up, Robin, because I've had some experience helping people with mm. what you call night terrors. Um, yeah. This is beyond just nightmare. It's a night terror. And so I will direct your listeners first to go to dreams123.net slash nightmares. 
Um, that is a post that I created that deals generally with the subject. But since you brought this up, let's jump right into the night terrors. I had a, mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine um, who shares his dream life with me, who night after night had the sort of experiences that you're describing here. And as we dug into the dreams and looked for the source of them in his personal experience, we went back to his experience as a teenager of basically having his stepfather point a gun at him and say, this is it. I'm going to kill you. Mm. You, When you have a gun pointed at you and you think you're about to die, there is a reaction in your body like nothing that you will ever experience. It is a surge of adrenaline. Now, when you are a combat veteran, you are getting that surge of adrenaline over and over again. It helps you to get through the combat, but Mm -hmm. what happens afterwards? You know, when they talk about post-traumatic stress, what they're really talking about is energy that has been imprinted into your body. Now, when you are awake and going about your day, you can usually avoid tapping into that crazy energy that's imprinted into your body. But when you go to sleep and you start dreaming, your filters are down and you're no longer able to consciously keep that energy out of your being, out of your state. So this is what happens. And Robin, the only thing I have, I tried with my friend who experienced this, um, we talked about his dreams. We did almost like the 40 in analysis. I mean, we really went deep into his thoughts and feelings, emotions, what's going on in his life, you know, and the dreams were still coming up night after night. It wasn't doing anything to help the night terrors. And this was distressing for me too, because I really wanted to help him. What he ended up doing, and this was very instructive, is working it out physically. He started taking Krav Maga, and it was a it's a martial art. It's a it's a self defense yep. martial art. Uh, there's a lot of physical fitness involved with it. There's a strong community that, and at least in the center where he goes, it's for training and practice. Um, there's a there's kind of a culture there, and you know, so he has a support system through the Krav Maga. But most importantly, what he's doing is he is physically able to work this stuff out of his system. And sometimes that means he grabs a punching bag and with all of his might and just wears himself out on the thing. And then he feels better. And he said that his night tears are diminishing to the point where he almost doesn't have them anymore. So for your husband, that would be the place where I would begin is I would recommend that he go ahead and try uh, something that he can work through it physically, allow it to express itself through his body, and then get out of him. Interesting, interesting. It's what's fascinating, too, is one would think after so many years, I mean, my my husband came home in 1970s. It's been a long time. There are many things in our life in raising children and whatnot that I think they were um, buried he was concerned about work, concerned uh, about obviously our our family daily living. Now in his retirement, they're coming back. So that's one. What seems very interesting about dreams and night terrors is the fact that um, they were somewhat suppressed for so many years, and now they're coming back. He's very happy in his retirement. One would think these things would come back if he had a troubled environment now, but we're financially secure, we are retired, he has gained full a purpose in, in a lot of his activities, and why they're coming back is so unusual or odd for us to understand as a layperson. And, you know, it doesn't matter how much time has passed between now and when the experiences happened that imprinted that energy mm-hmm. into you. That's all that matters is yeah. that the energy is imprinted in you. I just had, I'm, I'm, in, I'm going to turn 49 in less than a month. And I mm-hmm. just had something come up last night with full emotional impact from half of my life ago, from 25 yeah. years ago, a traumatic experience that I had. Yeah. I haven't thought about it. It's not relevant to my life right now, but it still came up and impacted me almost as if I was re-experiencing it. And I used that opportunity to just let it go. I was actually kind of thankful because I realized that the energy from that experience is still imprinted in me and it's affecting me from deep down inside, far outside of my conscious awareness. So I took that moment to breathe into it, to exhale long and slow, 
allow my body's natural uh, relaxation system to kick in, which is through exhaling, by the way. They've shown inhaling charges, exhale releases. So if you focus on exhaling long and slow, it can help you to allow to, to counteract the mimic sort of tension and energy that can come up from traumatizing experiences. And be thankful that you're able to consciously access it. What seems to just kind of pop randomly to mind is actually that deeper mind talking to you. We talk about how the unconscious mind creates dreams. It's not just talking to you in your sleep and through dreams. Your unconscious mind is always in the background aware of what's going on. And a lot of what we consider to be sort of random thoughts and feelings that come to us are actually the unconscious mind observing and responding to what's going on. Your conscious mind only processes a very small amount of the information that it takes in. So you need your unconscious mind there in the background to help to point out when something is escaping your attention. And for me, I don't know exactly why that thought came up about the traumatic thing I experienced 25 years ago, but it yeah. did. And I was thankful for it. And I used the opportunity to apply some of the techniques that I've, I've learned for how to naturally heal the body and mind and emotions. Rob, have you noticed an increase in his streaming since he's been working with veterans as part of his retirement? No, actually not. Um, he has, he's experienced maybe three times a week. He, we will have a, a very vivid dream. Sometimes it's just thrashing. Sometimes it's just, he's a physical sleeper. Um, I am one of those people that I lay down in one position and I'm going to wake up in that exact same position, um, whether it's four hours, six hours, eight hours later, however long my sleep is, I, I, usually I'm in the exact same position now whether I've rolled or, or not or but uh, I don't know but he's a thrasher and he is a very physical person all night long you know there is something that it is it's funny this ties back into the sleep number um, but you in order to be able to get into the deepest to allow the sleep cycle to go through the stages naturally, one of the things that happens, that has to happen, um, is for your body to shed heat. And when we, sometimes we go to bed and we have these mattresses that absorb heat, we're wearing flannel pajamas, they absorb heat or whatever, it's like an absorbent, heat absorbing material. And then you get into a sheet with a thin blanket with a comforter or something over top of it. And basically you are there in this thermal environment and your body is not able to shed the heat. The heat is going into the blankets and comforters and then into the mattress and then it's covering you. And this can be one of the things you're thrashing around because you're actually trying to get into a position where your body can release heat. It's critically important. And now that I've learned this tip, I begin my night before I actually go to sleep by stripping down and sitting on top of the uh, comforter and actually allowing myself to get chilled. And then I, I feel that heat come out of my body. I will roll back and forth on my mattress to find the cool spot. You know how you flip the uh, pillow over to yeah. look for the cool side of the pillow? That, that there's a reason for it, a physiological reason, is you're actually trying to find, to allow the cool um, fabric to absorb the heat out of your head. Because if, if you don't release the heat, then you're not going to cycle normally into sleep. You could fall asleep, but you'll only be in light sleep. You won't get the deep recuperative sleep that you need because your body can't cycle naturally through the sleep stages to get into the deep recuperative sleep. So, hey, once again, that uh, feature... Yeah. When you said that about the sleep number bed, I didn't know that about them, that they have a temperature control. Like if it has a sensor in it and it knows yeah. it's absorbing too much heat into the mattress, but relating it back to what your husband, I mean, it does sound mm -hmm. like to me that he is releasing some of this energy that is pent up from mm -hmm. him from these experiences mm -hmm. he had long ago. But yeah. one of the things I would try is see if he's, if he's getting too hot and uh, while he's sleeping, then have them try um, maybe fewer blankets, wearing uh, thinner clothing, um, heat-releasing clothing, uh, natural fibers. You don't want to wear polyester when you go to bed. Oh, right. um, yep. and, um, and very thin, light material. And see if that helps because he could be yeah. thrashing around because his body is trying to get out of this 
you know, thermal insulating place that you right, can. Right, right. <laughs> I'm not saying that is the case, but it's one of the things that I would experiment with first. Yeah, to yeah. See, you well, know? see, and this is the thing. You know, you want to. Uh, yes, there's certainly, like you were saying, you uh, there are things whether it's lavender in the room or whatnot. But when there's something that is, is sort of founded, that's certainly something you're going to want to try before, because we certainly don't want to go a chemical route we certainly don't want uh, you know you go to a doctor and the first thing they'll say to you if you're having sleep trouble as well we can certainly prescribe sleeping pills that's not what yeah. we want that that's yeah. that drug and yeah. lethargy is not something that's going to have a quality of life the next morning that's for sure and well and you're not actually falling asleep with a lot of these drugs I won't start naming right, brand names, not. but these sleep aids, right, right. you're not. What, it, what they do is they create amnesia. They, they prevent the formation of new memories. Yeah, that's why mm-hmm. uh, that one uh, congressman who was uh, Kennedy, uh, he drove from his home, um, drove into Washington, D.C., and they, he like started driving up the Capitol steps or something, and he didn't remember it, but it was because he was on yeah. one of these drugs that causes sure. amnesia. So it doesn't help yeah. you to fall asleep. What it does is it makes you forget the fact that you weren't able to sleep. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Where did the nickname Rad Owl come from? I've got to ask you as I'm plowing through here. Where, where's Rad Owl coming from? I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm the main moderator of the Dreams Forum at Reddit.com, and it is my Reddit username. And it started oh, okay. off just as a kind of a fun thing. A friend of mine uh, was using a... Uh, um, a memory device to remember a phone number I had a long time ago. And it was 7236954. And if you spell it out, it's Radal, uh, four, but he, <laughs> he was calling me sad owl. And I'm like, I'm not a sad owl. I'm like, I'm a, I'm an owl because I have this, you know, a lot of knowledge, but I'm kind of radical. So wow. it's stuck. And a lot of people know that I know me that way. Um, even though I, am, I have a best-selling book out, the Dream Interpretation Dictionary, and my name on it, J.M. DeBoard, is, yep. you know, I, I, it's known around the world. I mean, that's fair to say, but more people know me as Rado because I've been this moderator since 2010 of the largest online forum for dreams, and that's what I do day after day. If anyone wants to visit there, please do. It's dreams.reddit.com. Reddit is a massive social media platform, and there is very uh, interesting information that's shared, a lot of interesting discussion. You can go there and share your dreams. You can help other people by sharing your thoughts about their dreams. You don't have to be a dream interpreter. Um, Plus, there's a lot of links on the sidebar to resources. If you do want to get into dreams, you know, you can get my dream interpretation dictionary. Um, you can go to Reddit and start just clicking around some of those sidebar links and just find things that you're interested in. You know, if you want to know about UFO and alien dreams, well, guess what? There's a link to an article that I wrote and it's right there on the sidebar, reddit.com at the dreams forum. So um, I tell you, it's very much worthwhile. It's going to help you, but also it's fun. It's really interesting. You learn the language that your mind talks to you in, in your sleep. It tells you stories. They're fantastic stories. They're metaphors in motion. It's so much fun to dig into your dreams. And I tell you, anyone who's listening, if you have the time for this, uh, go for it. Even if you've never paid attention to your dreams before, I guarantee you that every minute of time that you spend with it is going to be personally beneficial. It's going to pay off. It's going to be fun and interesting. And if you want to know about how to translate the language of dreams, I'll teach you. You know, um, my resources are readily available. Look for Radow. Take any subject you want to know about dreams and put R-A-D-O-W-L into a search engine and then the subject. Radow, alien dreams. Radow, how to remember dreams. Radow, you know, um, dreams about love. And you will probably find something that I've written and made freely available um, online. Well, and I'd like to share what really helped me. Like I started out with your dreams, one, two, three book that really helped me. And, you know, this is not like, I want people to understand you don't need to have hours in the day to do this. Like, you know, you kind of read the book, you start figuring it out, you jot things down, you think about it while you drive, you think about it when you're in the grocery store. So it's not like you have to, you know, 
dedicate all these time to it. But when you do dedicate your time, I would recommend that they get your dreams one, two, three book. Cause that's how I started with you. And then also to take the dream school class that I took, um, oh, yeah. I want to talk about that. Cause that was really fascinating. Dreamschool.net. I've created online classes. Uh, it's video presentation. I, I speak over the PowerPoint slides and they're in the background. And basically, I take a topic related to dreams and I walk you through an online class. There is a free introduction to dream interpretation and analysis. And you can find that in a search engine. Um, you can go to dreamschool.net. It forwards you over to the platform where I have all these uh, videos available. And then there's also the other classes, like the one you took, Sandra, was Dreaming for Love and Relationships. And it, I took this subject and give examples of dreams from people from all walks of life, from all over the world, because I'm interacting with people at Reddit and through my other social media and presentations and public appearances and stuff. I'm interacting with people around the world. And I'm, they, are, they are sharing their experiences with me. And then we are working through the dreams, and then it gives me insights about how, how can I teach this to someone else? If you have a dream about falling in love, you know, like, that's a powerful experience. I've had people who came to me who said, wait, I had a dream about falling in love with someone, but I can't do that because I'm married. And I go, what if you're falling in love with yourself? What if that character in the dream is some aspect of you and you are learning how to love yourself? Can you view the dream differently now and allow yourself to have this experience? Um, I have other classes um, also for all kinds of aspects of dream interpretation, symbols and symbolism. It's very important to understand that dreams speak to you through symbols. It's a language. It's the original language of our minds. In fact, the going way back into thousands of generations ago for the human species is we have our mind works in symbols. It encodes memories as symbols. There's tons of information, like a picture says a thousand words. So I can give you these lessons and it only takes a couple of hours. You can take it at your own pace. I break it all up as much as I can. So it's 10, 15, 20 minutes at a time. I give lots of examples and it's, um, I'm, I'm very excited about this. It took me a year to create all this content and to get it up online and master the intricacies of recording and <laughs> editing and getting the audio and the video and the lighting and all that fun stuff. It was a heck of a challenge. It was a lot of work, but now it's all available. And so uh, dreamschool.net, you can go and check it out. And uh, um, uh, Sandra, you took the class and uh, it seemed like you got something out of it. I mean, we talked about it a little bit after you took it and uh, it seemed like, um, it was uh, well worth your time to it was, invest you know, in it. Because it was, it was like, you know, it was so, um, it was so easy to follow along. You know, when you think of a course, you go, oh my God, I got to work and do homework. And, you know, it wasn't like that. I just, I just would put it on, like while I was in the bathtub, I would put it on my, my tablet, you know, and I would just, my iPad and I would just watch <laughs> yeah. it and, listen and learn. Like it was so effortless. And, you know, I went to your, your site right now and I'm like, you have all these different classes. They're all different price points. So from free, the most expensive is your big fat bundle for 99. So you're not talking about breaking the bank, but if you're interested in this, um, there's a lot of information out there. And, you know, the, the thing that I would just caution people is choose someone you can trust. And, you know, JM, I trust you. We've yeah. done, you know, I don't know, 10, 15 hours of shows together and you've never let me down. You've never disappointed me. You're a published author. You're a um, expert in many communities. So if you're going to learn this stuff, learn it from the expert. Oh, Sandra, Absolutely. thank you for that, that endorsement. You know, and I, I'm glad you brought it up. There, anybody can hang a shingle and say that they're a dream interpreter. And uh, even people who are credentialed, such as, uh, say, a psychiatrist or something, I find that sometimes they don't know anything more about dreams than, you know, than just sort of the average person walking the street. You know, they, they're, you're, you're not trained or taught this stuff these days in modern medical and psychiatry schools. So you can't go to a psychiatrist, usually, unless they're a Jungian, who's, they're, they specialize in dream interpretation, right? Um, but even some Jungians, these days don't really know what they're doing. But the point is, is that you can make this claim that you can interpret dreams. But, you know, I have studied the science behind it. I have a lot of practical experience with it. 
I started doing it myself back in the 1990s, uh, early 1990s, under the guidance of a mentor who was a clinically trained dream interpreter. I, I try to incorporate in simple ideas and not use all the jargon and stuff. I can, you know, I can pull out those $100 words. You know, I've, I've studied all the schools of dream psychology and uh, all the great masters of, of this subject. But I don't, I think that just loses people. And sometimes it comes across as pompous, you know. This is about relating to people. It's about understanding their experience through the dreams that they share with you. So thank you for bringing that up, Sandra. I, I do, I know that I'm a good source of information for the subject and that I know what I'm talking about. Otherwise, I would not hang my shingle and say, hey, let me teach you about your dreams because, you know, that just invites the universe to slap me down <laughs> <laughs> because it's so important, you know? Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of like, uh, would you go to a spiritual counselor who had never, you know, just doesn't know anything more about it than anyone else? But they do it because they want to fill themselves with self-importance. So they want to take advantage of people, you know, or they want their donations. For me, it's more about the help that I can deliver. And you can see that in the prices at my school. I know for the content that you're getting that I could charge three and four and five times as much as I do. But for me, it was really more about just kind of making my costs back, maybe get a little change in my pocket, you know, um, but also to be able to make it available for people. And part of that is to price it in a way that anyone can dig through the piggy bank and be able to afford one of my classes or all of them. You see the five course bundle. Yeah, <laughs> I did that on purpose. And the people who have taken that, I mean, you've got 30 or 40 hours worth of video that will be, you know, you all yours plus all the supplemental learning materials. I can keep you busy for an entire semester. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay. Well, the JM DeBoard, your website is dreamschool.net. Check out his books on Amazon. Go to Reddit. I mean, you'll find this guy anywhere you, uh, you Google dreams. Uh, on behalf of Robin Boyd, myself, and JM DeBoard, we want to wish you guys a great week. Happy dreaming, and we'll be back again soon. Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.